What if I told you the financial situation that you really desire is a lot closer than you think? Whether you're interested in becoming debt-free, learning how to invest your hard-earned money, or just want to take your finances to the next level, you're in the right place. The Plenty Money Podcast is for anyone who believes that financial freedom is possible. What's up, everybody? Cornelius Davis here. Coming to you today from Charlotte, North Carolina. I want to welcome you all to another segment of the Plenty Money Podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Today we're talking taxes. And I know it's not tax season, but if you only think about taxes during tax season, you never get a chance to plan for it. So I'm talking taxes in August to give you additional time to prepare for the upcoming tax season. And the focus of today's discussion is centered on maximizing your tax savings. Although I don't advertise tax services, I am an enrolled agent, which is a credential awarded by the IRS. So I do have extensive experience in the area of taxes. As I said, I want to focus on maximizing your tax savings. And the first step in doing that is to understand the tax deductions and credits applicable to you. Now, I didn't say you need to know the full IRS tax code, but you do need to be on top of the stuff that applies to you. So let's talk about deductions for a minute. There are two types of tax deductions. They are what we refer to as above the line deductions. And these are deductions you can take even if you don't itemize. And then there are what we refer to as below the line deductions, which are itemized deductions. I want to look at above the line deductions first. Above the line deductions include educator expenses, uh, if you're a school teacher, moving expenses, if you're active duty military, and this only applies to expenses that the government did not reimburse you for. If you're divorced and started paying alimony prior to 2019, then you can deduct those alimony payments. Student loan interest is deductible. You can deduct after-tax contributions made to a traditional IRA. And this only applies to traditional IRA contributions. Contributions to Roth IRAs are not tax deductible. And you can also deduct after-tax contributions made to a health savings account. So now let's look at below-the-line deductions. And these deductions include things like out-of-pocket medical and dental expenses that exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. It includes state and local income taxes. It includes real estate taxes and it includes personal property taxes. Uh, You know, some states charge personal property tax on vehicles. And so if you live in a state that charges personal property taxes, you can deduct those on your federal return. Mortgage interest is deductible. Charitable donations are also deductible. 
casualties and losses caused by a disaster within a federally declared area are deductible. So, for example, like many times when a major hurricane is coming, you'll hear the media announce that the president has issued a disaster declaration. And so any person living within that area that experienced losses that are not reimbursed by the insurance company can write those losses off on their taxes. My self-employed people, business owners and independent contractors, I didn't forget about you. So in, in addition to all of the things that I just mentioned, you can deduct any contributions you make to a retirement plan. You can deduct health insurance premiums. And you can deduct a part of the Social Security and Medicare taxes that you pay. Additionally, because your income is classified as business income or non-employee compensation, it gets reported on Schedule C of the 1040. And so any expenses that you incur to generate that income can be deducted on Schedule C of the 1040. And that's regardless to whether you use the standard deduction or itemize. And I'll talk more about that in just a minute. The types of expenses that you can deduct, and this is not all encompassing, but these are the most common ones, include uh, advertising, mileage, office supplies, professional services you needed to procure, interest on business loans, business travel and home office expenses. One thing I want to point out to my self-employed people as it relates to taxes is be sure that you're keeping up with your estimated tax payments. I can't tell you how many people get themselves in trouble with estimated tax payments. And honestly, estimated tax payments is a segment all to itself. But if you have a question about estimated tax payments, you can reach out to me at contact at CorneliusDavisJr.com. So those are the primary deductions that are available to most people. I also mentioned tax credits. You know, you need to be aware of any tax credits that are applicable to you. And I don't have time to go through those here, but if you go to irs.gov forward slash credits and deductions, you will see a list of all available tax credits. Now, a minute ago, I mentioned taking the standard deduction versus itemizing. And so I wanna go back and explain what I was referring to right then. When you file your taxes, you must choose between taking either the standard deduction or itemized deductions. You cannot do both. It has to be one or the other. That said, Obviously, you want to choose the option that provides you the greatest tax benefit. The standard deduction for 2021 will be $12,550 for single filers and $25,100 for married filing jointly. And the numbers are slightly higher for those people who are legally blind or age 65 and older. Most people take the standard deduction because the itemized deductions don't exceed the standard deduction. As I said, you want to take the, 
deduction that gives you the greatest tax benefit. So, if, for example, let's say a person filing single paid $5,800 in mortgage interest and then donated another $4,000 to charity. That's a total of $9,800. So even though that person has expenses that they could itemize, $9,800 is still less than the $12,550 that they would get with the standard deduction. So it makes sense for them to take the standard deduction. So I want to wrap up this discussion with three steps that you can take to get the greatest tax benefit this upcoming tax season. The first thing you want to do is to make sure you're aware of all the different deductions and tax credits that are available. If you're an employee, you can go to irs.gov forward slash credits and deductions and click on the more for individuals tab to see these items. If you're self-employed or own a business, then you would go to irs.gov forward slash credits and deductions and click on the more for business tab to see that information. The second thing you want to do is to establish your tax savings strategy. You know, there are several potential ways that someone might be able to reduce their tax liability and reviewing all of the available deductions and credits might trigger some ideas on how you might be able to do so. You know, perhaps contributing to a traditional IRA might make sense for someone both financially and from a tax perspective. You know, on the other hand, someone might be considering a career transition and taking certain courses might benefit them both from a career perspective and a tax perspective. If you're a business owner and your business has done well this year, you know, there might be some equipment or another type of investment that you've been wanting to make or that you could make to improve your business. You know, you want to plan to make you want to plan to make that purchase by the end of the year so that you can receive the tax benefit. For any deduction or credit that you're considering, just be sure to review the IRS rules prior to directing any money toward it. If you're not sure whether you would qualify, get with a trusted tax professional who can better explain the rules to you. Number three, start pulling all of your records together now. I know how it is trying to track down a bunch of important stuff at the last minute. You want to avoid that at all costs. If you haven't done so already, set up a record keeping system so that you'll have all your important documents in one place when it's time to file your taxes. For example, if you itemize and make charitable contributions or have out-of-pocket medical expenses, be sure to pull all of those records dating back to the beginning of the year and stick them in your file. And so that covers what I had to talk about today. As you all know, I don't like to go too deep in the woods and talk about a subject for a very long time. I like to hit the important points, give you something practical, and then allow you to ask questions about your specific situation. And so, as always, if you have a specific tax question, you can always reach out to me at contact at CorneliusDavisJr.com. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in today and have a great week. When it comes to taking your finances to the next level, surrounding yourself with like-minded people provides a tremendous boost. 
being able to share ideas, receive encouragement, and leverage opportunity increases your chances of financial success. I created the Personal Economy Community to provide a virtual location for people to connect with others on similar financial journeys. If you're interested in improving your finances in any way, the Personal Economy Community is the place you want to be. That's personaleconomy.com. Personal, E-C-O-N-O-M-E dot com.